Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and as ever, resident TV critic Stephen Ross is here. In addition, this week, we are joined by National World Reporter Hire Zaidi. Remember, if you want to see our faces, you can head over to the brand new Freeview channel, 276 Shots, which is brought to you by a network of journalists across the country who are transforming stories at the heart of your community into great TV. You'll find true crime stories, football news and analysis, plus coverage of lifestyle, TV, film and much more. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week Stephen is talking to us about Welcome to Wrexham season two, or shouldn't that be like Welcome Back to Wrexham maybe? Anyway, (laughs) finally we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first first aired or streamed this week. I am super excited. Hire is going to talk to us about the one and only Fleabag. How have we not talked about this before, Stephen? But first, we like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. Stephen, what have you been watching recently? Well, off the back of Benji's recommendation last week, I've started uh, Arrested Development. Oh, um, I thought you were going to go to anime again. I was like, three weeks in a row, anime. No, no we no. can't do this. Arrested Development. Okay, very good. Yeah, How are you finding it? Yeah, it's great. It's amazing how young Michael Cera is in it. Um, I thought that he was in it in like a smaller role as like a recurring guest star as Michael Cera. I didn't realise that it was like... He's one of the family, isn't he? He's your man's son. Yeah, he's George Michael, yeah. Um, And he's, he's really good. He's so awkward. He's more awkward than like in the really awkward Michael Cera films like June. Scott yeah. Pilgrim, etc. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's great, and um, uh, Jason I think he, he's such a lovable character, Michael Sarah. I just think it's because he's a total everyman, isn't he? He's just yeah. the believable well, kind of geeky, nerdy I mean, guy. As Benji said in in Arrested Development, he's sort of got a weird infatuation with his cousin. So hopefully, he's not. <laughs> And every man in this sense, but yeah, he's no. I think I think just in every role he plays, he just does that kind of quite well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fair enough. So that's that's been pretty good. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Harry? What have you been watching? I've been um, looking at Shit's Creek. So oh, I'm yeah. really into that. Yeah. So that's been really fun. A little throwback. Um, and I've also been watching Annika. So that's like a crime drama. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I maybe watched one or two episodes. Is this the one where she's like a detective on a river in, is that the one in Glasgow? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And I love that actress whose name escapes me, but I don't know if I, it it didn't, you know, it it didn't grab me because I remember watching one or two and I didn't sort of stick with it. But what do you reckon? How many episodes have you watched? I've watched season one and the season two finale is out tonight. So I've watched like, all of them yeah I really enjoy them they're quite like I think they go quite in depth it's mm. a different kind of format than most crime dramas are like I, I watch quite a bit so mm. I really enjoyed it but okay. I know it's quite hit and miss because season two actually came out on Alibi instead of BBC oh random so, like, yeah so it's not really like a bigger audience than you'd expect okay so, yeah. so that's but it's been coming out weekly has it so this is it's just airing yeah. for the first time tonight oh that's interesting so the first series was on BBC and the second series is on Alibi so Alibi have bought it off BBC or something I have no idea Weird. I watched the first season on BBC like yeah. 
two months ago yeah. and then I just happened to catch season two on Alibi so oh. I didn't even see it advertised or anything I was just like right time mm. right place kind of thing interesting okay so, yeah. must check it out must watch a few more episodes and um, see if it takes us anywhere I had a few random watches this week I watched a film on Netflix at the weekend called Outside In do you know this one Stephen it's Eddie Falco yeah, that was in The Sopranos she's the most recognisable person in it it's about a guy who goes to prison for a crime, right? That we're kind of given the impression he wasn't guilty of. He was maybe took the rap for somebody or whatever. Gets out of prison following, after 20 years. So he must have had a life sentence, right? And they don't kind of go into the crime too much, which is a bit random. But his ex, like geography teacher or something, played by Eddie Falco, works on his case and basically gets him gets him out you know um because he was sort of it was a, a miscarriage of justice or whatever but having said that you see they just don't go into much detail and we don't know the full backstory because it's it's more about he's come out of prison and and his life now you know but he still has to go to the police station to check in he's still on parole so you know he's not totally it's as if he got out early rather than her crimes get quashed or whatever, you know. So anyway, he's a bit messed up, but he seems like a genuinely nice guy. And then he's trying to sort of build relationships again with his family and with this woman who he's kind of infatuated with and who was his teacher. And it's kind of about their relationship and him trying to get a job and trying to get his life back on track. And it it's... It's a nice watch. Like, it's good. It's kind of slow, but thought-provoking. And yeah, it's one of my classic. If you're looking for something easy on the weekend, you can uh, check this out. It's about an hour and a half. It's not very long, hour and 40 maybe, um, which is always a relief. So, and I think it's from like 2017, 2018. So um, people mightn't have heard of it, but it's called Outside, Outside In. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I finished was The Tower. So I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that I'd started watching this um, crime drama ITV. Second series just started. I just finished the first series. I like it. Like, you know, talking about female lead drama. Did you watch this one higher? Did you? No. So this is, yes. So crime drama. Missed me. I missed me the first time around as well. It was a couple of years ago for the first series. But the second series has just come out recently. And um, it was, it, it's it's that kind of like, there's a case, obviously, but and it was only four episodes long, which is always welcome. There is a case and it's this cop and she's trying to investigate this case, but it involved cops and it's a bit of like internal um, issues within the police and dodgy dealings. And so whilst this, Case is the sort of part of the first series. You can see that the second series is going to continue this her versus the internal bad people in the police, you know. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I would definitely watch the second series. And what else? Oh, I started last night something completely random. You've probably seen it advertised on Sky. It's the following events are based on a pack of lies. Mm -hmm. And it's a kind of a black comedy there's six or eight episodes, so it's quite long. And there are long episodes. So it's kind of an unusual format, if you ask me. But so far, so good. It's slightly intriguing. This woman is stressing one day on the way to do a presentation and she bumps into her ex, who she 
thinks is either dead or disappeared. He just went out one day and never came back sort of 10 years ago. And in the process, took a load of money belonging to her family and her friends and stuff. So she seems to be set on getting revenge now. So that's what the next however many episodes are going to um, let it play out. So, um, yeah, so it seems OK. It's funny. They're not really my thing, to be honest with you, but um, I couldn't resist it. The, the advertising was so good. <laughs> so there you go. That's what we've all been watching this week. Moving along, we go to Stephen now and welcome to Wrexham, which is coming back for season two on Netflix. Uh, this may be one of the biggest sports documentaries of the last few years, Stephen. Yeah, it should be called Welcome Back to Wrexham, am, mm. I, am I right? The mm. second season. But mm. um, yeah, we return to Wrexham FC and Ryan Reynolds and Rob McEnhilly, who bought the club in 2020, have managed to, well... Keep it's going. <laughs> we, we know from it happening in real time in the news what's happened to Wrexham. And then we see the documentary like a year later, so after the season's ended. So we already know that Wrexham have now been promoted from the National League to the to League Two and are back mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's amazing but, what millions of dollars of investment will do yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. But then we go back to the documentary and it starts with them just missing out on promotion in the 21-22 season. Okay, so the prospects um, are good in this new season then. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably probably in a good position, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're talking about how it they just sort of missed out. And each episode of this series, I mean, I've seen the first three and then a special standalone episode as well. There's about 15 in total. Mm-hmm. But so far, each episode is kind of like based around a theme. So the first episode is just sort of looking back at what went well and what went wrong in the first season under their ownership. Mm -hmm. And then there's an episode on like the fans and um, specifically a fan who has uh, autism and is sort of meeting with Paul Mullin, their star striker, whose son has also got autism and how... I think sort of the club has built like a safe place for the fans and it's like a real part of the community, hmm. um, which is really nice. And you also look at how it's kind of breaking the fourth wall and then it's a documentary, so it doesn't really count, but how the documentary itself has impacted Wrexham by virtue of it sort of bringing a lot more um, interest, interest. interest to the club and the area and you have like American tourists coming and Obviously, it's helped the economy in that way as well. Um, mm. the, the shirts are selling out sort of more quickly than they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the the sort of more interesting parts of this new series is the standalone episode, which is a 40-minute sort of special just about the women's team. Oh, good. Which didn't feature in the first season. It's sort of very eye-opening because I sort of just assumed that the women's team would play at the race course mm-hmm. on the same ground, but they the women's team play on a essentially like a school football field and oh my God. they don't really have space for fans, so they've got like a little standing pen for friends and family and they're completely unpaid. Um, so there's like a, a 17-year-old who's at college and then is working at, as a, um, a KP, kitchen porter, and um, basically pot washing. And then in between that, he's going to football practice and 
the sort of entire point of that episode was that they're one of the best women's teams in Wales at that level and mm. they're playing in front of like no fans and they're getting no money um, mm. and it's a real struggle to sort of um, build up that side of women's football and then you it, 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 I'm not sure how it's going to go down because it was really good to see it and to see them like taking an interest in the women's team but it is also a 15 episode season and, and they've given one episode yeah episode to the women's team which is a standalone thing Okay, is there? You've not seen it all, though. Maybe they'll revisit at a later stage. Do you think? Yeah, they, yeah. Okay, so they might. Yeah. Um, however, the yeah. episode sort of takes the full breadth of the season. Oh, okay. Okay. Whereas right, right, right. for the women's team, okay. Whereas the men's, it's going a couple of games. It's a minutiae. Yeah. Each time. So um, while it's good, yeah. it's a bit sort of. Tokenism, in a way. Yeah, tokenism is, is probably the word, especially like you have Ryan Reynolds on like a video call to them saying how proud he is. And it's a bit like Prince William sat with his daughter saying to the lionesses, oh, I'm so proud of you guys getting in the final. I wish you could be there, but I'm not going to turn up. Yeah. Um, so there is a bit of that. I mean, Rob did go and watch one of the matches I mean, they may have seen more and it's just not in the documentary, but it did feel a bit tokenistic. But then equally, they are helping the women's team and do seem quite keen on raising the level. Lake yeah. Lively is sponsoring the women's team through her Betty Buzz company. So, so yeah. do they own, I presume they own the women's team as well, do they? they yeah, so they've got like, the women's own. team, the men's team, I think like an under 21s, under 17s or something, all mm-hmm. part and parcel of the Wrexham brand. It's interesting because obviously, you know, Ryan Reynolds is quite uh, squeaky clean in terms of like you can kind of do no wrong. But then when you look at things like this, it's like, oh, it's all well and good. You've come over and splashed the cash and the men's team are doing great. But like, you know, it's it's probably brave in a way to have that episode, but then also at the same time, maybe not going far enough. But I suppose the question is, and this is probably for a football podcast rather than a TV podcast, but if they put a load of money into the women's team, are they just going to be the best as well because none of the other women's teams have money. Maybe it'd be yeah. more helpful if they channeled money into women's football in general rather than just that team. Yeah. But you can't win, I suppose, when you get to a certain level as well in terms of every celebrity is going to come in for criticism for something. Yeah. Okay, I, I so... Think it'll definitely, sorry, I think it'll definitely be worth checking X on yeah. Twitter as was after yeah. that episode's dropped just to see what the sort of so what number what number episode is that? I believe it's episode six. I'm not okay. sure when it'll be out because I'm not sure of the entire release schedule. But okay, it'll perfect. Be out okay, three weeks or so after it. So is. Disney Plus first episode is coming. First episode will be on now at the time of uh, listening, and then yep. I believe two episodes each week on Wednesdays. Okay. Okay, but it cool. may change later on in the schedule. I'm not entirely sure yet. I don't know if it's entirely confirmed. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Okay. We're moving on to the second part of the podcast now. And Hire is going to talk to us about Fleabag, one of the probably most successful British comedies of the past sort of 10 years, especially written and fronted by a woman. So tell us, tell us, Hire, tell us all about Fleabag. 
Yep, it is an absolute classic mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like I really love it, uh, both season one and season two. Um, so it first came out what, in 2016 mm-hmm. and season two was 2019. So it's been like seven-ish years, if I got my maths right, uh, since the first season, which I actually think is a bit timeless because I didn't realise it was that, long ago. that old. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really good. It's about six episodes per season and each episode is like 20 to 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So it's such an easy watch as well. I say easy. I mean, if you're really like into existential crisis, yeah. maybe not. Like, <laughs> I, I think the first few episodes are a little bit like when you're kind of getting to know the characters, you're a little bit like, oh God, she's a bit of a head wrecker for what's her actual character called? Fle- Do they just call her? They call her Fleabag, yeah, don't they? Fleabag. Yeah, so uh, I think those first few episodes, you're a bit like, oh, she's a bit neurotic and a bit self-centered and blah, blah, blah. But you warm up to her. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in season one, I didn't actually like her. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's the main character and I don't yeah. like her. But then I always think that if you don't like the main character, at least they've like provoked some sort of emotion True. from you. So like, it's still worth the watch. Yeah, um, yeah so it's just you kind of watch her grow across season yeah. one. And by the end of season one, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to watch season two. Like, I really didn't like this. I didn't like the twist at the end. It just didn't sit very comfortable with me. And then my friends were like, watch season two, because I watched it post, I think I watched it last yeah. year. So like, both seasons had come yeah. out. And I was like, oh, do I really want to watch it? And um, Andrew Scott's yeah. in it uh, in season two as the priest. Uh-huh. I love season yeah, two, so yeah, I'm yeah. so glad I stuck with it. Oh, he's so good. The hot priest. It's hilarious. That whole storyline is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? I, I definitely didn't watch it the first time when it came out because I was like listening to all the Ferrari about it and then like mi- sort of missing out on the chat. And I watched it at a time. That I'm sure neither of the ep- neither of the series were new. But anyway, maybe the second series, maybe. But... Oh, was it worth it? Like in the end, it's so worth it. And it actually deals with some really heavy subject matter as well. And this sort of dysfunctional families and she's just a bit irreverent and sort of does her own thing. And we don't see too many female characters like that on TV. So I think, yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge just kind of landed with this thing. And um, I mean, it was a stage show, wasn't it? Before it was a TV series, if memory serves me correct. So the 2013 Edinburgh Fringe Festival, like it started off as like a one person yeah. play and then like it developed into to a TV yeah. show. So, yeah. So, and I mean, she won loads of awards for it and everything. She's gone on to do some amazing stuff since, hasn't she? Yeah, she's in the latest Indiana Jones. So, like, she really like stepped up a notch, I yeah. think. Um, I haven't seen, so I yeah. can't test for her acting abilities. She wrote, like, she did write the last James Bond as well, didn't she? Or did she? The next James Bond, I think. Yes, she was. She was in No Time. To, she was involved in No Time to Die, wasn't she? I think she no, had right. Yeah. Anyway, she's gone from like you know Edinburgh Fringe to Hollywood, basically in quite a quick oh, yeah. period of time. I would say, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So essentially, it's Fleabag. It's her story. She's uh, got a complicated life. She's kind of trying to sort her sort of love life out but also her her she's kind of a bit neurotic a friend of hers died and she's sort of dealing with that grief and then her father is remarrying this terrible woman played by um, played by Olivia Coleman which is (laughs) she plays her so well she's so annoying oh my god um 
So, and then there's that kind of conflict between her and this mother-in-law-to-be and then, or mother, mother stepmother-to-be. And then she's got this kind of love-hate relationship with her sister as well, which is quite sweet because they seem to hate, 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 hate each other. And then they have these little glimmers of where they actually really rely on each other and love each other. And um, she goes through some, she's another kind of not very likable character, but you warm up to her as well, the sister. And then Andrew Scott is just like the best thing about Fleabag. <laughs> the hot priest who comes into it as well. Because he's the priest that's marrying the mother, the father. And I think that's how he comes into it anyway. So anyway, if you haven't seen it, it's it's really, really worth a watch. Do you know where we can watch it? Is it available at the moment? Yeah, so it's available on Amazon Prime and BBC iPlayer. So like, if you don't have Prime, you can watch it on BBC iPlayer. Still on BBC iPlayer. Okay, and yeah, two series. And it was definitely finished after those two series. Was it? Have we ever heard? Mm -hmm. Do you know if they've ever mentioned whether they might do another one? No rumours of a season three. I think it was like the the office. She wanted to leave it as was, leave it on a high. Yeah. Um, Two series is quite brief, though, isn't it? I think they could have gotten another one, maybe. But um, yeah, it's a British sitcom way in it. The Office, Faulty Towers, etc. Yeah, how many series of The Office was it? I thought that went on much longer. No, well, the the UK Office two, and then then a couple of Christmas specials, but two. Oh, was it? Or maybe that's why I'm thinking it went on longer than it did. And Faulty Towers is only two as well, is it? Yeah. God, I would have thought that was more. I know. You just feel like it is because it's been around for so long and you've probably encountered it so many times, you know. I think people will think that about Fleabag in 10 years' time. I, I, you know, I wasn't even sure it was two, two series. I thought it could have been three in my head as well, but there you go. Um, I think when you enjoy something so much like that, anyway, it kind of leaves a bit of an imprint on you, doesn't it? Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today, Hire, and talking about Fleabag. We will be back again next week, but thank you for joining us. Do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, please do drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. Thanks and bye. Bye.